This is Good Together, the podcast that inspires you to create change in the world every day. I'm your host, Laura Alexander-Wittig, CEO and founder of Brightly, the number one destination for conscious consumers around the world. At Good Together, we value the planet over perfection and believe that you can make positive things happen for the planet every day by being a conscious consumer and an informed citizen. Listen in as I chat with various experts about living and consuming responsibly. listeners, I'm so excited to welcome Eileen Makas, the CEO and president of Koyuchi, a brand that is introducing the world to organic fibers and eliminating the need for synthetic fibers. And I personally am such a nerd about all things textiles, specifically home-related textiles. So I'm so excited to have you um, on the podcast. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks, Laura. Thank you so much, Eileen. So I wonder if you can just start us off by giving us a really brief intro of of you and sort of your company. Absolutely. Um, So I'll start with Koyuchi. Um, Koyuchi was founded in uh, 1991. Uh, Our founder, Christine Nielsen, who has subsequently sold the business many years ago, uh, she was involved with organic cotton as well as had a personal passion for uh, the craft of weaving textiles and brought those two things together. Um, We were actually in organic before organic was even a standard and have continued um, to look at the ways that we can create um, the softest, most comfortable and long lasting home textiles using um, 100% organic cotton. Uh, And so that's really what still fuels our uh, innovation and um, focus on how we can change the textile industry um, to be kinder to the planet. Absolutely. And that was a, one of the reasons why I was so excited to talk with you is this company was one of the first, I feel like, just, you know, literally 1991, way before the current landscape as we know it, where there's so many companies coming out trying to really push the envelope in terms of uh, sustainable textile innovation. So I think that's so fascinating. And really, what what drew you to to the company as as a CEO? Yeah. um, So my background um, was in fabric development very early on in my career. Um, I worked for Patagonia right out of college um, and was introduced to kind of environmental impact of textiles. Even then, they did their first environmental assessment while I was at the company. And so some of those um, principles stayed with me um, while I continued to work in other parts of the industry, um, some time at the North Face, and then about 10 years at uh, Williams-Sonoma as part of Pottery Barn Kids, and then PB Teen, um, also bringing organic cotton textiles to um, the Pottery Barn brands. And, you know, what I see at Koyuchi, um, I saw it uh, 10 years ago and still see it today, as that opportunity to have an impact on how we can change how textiles are made in a way that is recognizing 
that we want a different future than what we're on the path toward today. Uh, there's so much opportunity in sustainable innovation and feel like that's what we've invested in at Koyuchi and continue to want to make those investments for the future. Well, and one thing that I, I find so interesting is that you have these backgrounds with other companies who obviously Patagonia is very well known for their commitment to the environment, but you know, places like Pottery Barn, et cetera, aren't necessarily known for that. Although I personally feel like I've seen more sort of sustainable fair trade related options coming out from them recently. So I, I think that's fascinating that you're able to take that background and then now apply it to a company that really has been a leader, I would say, in the industry for a long time. So I wonder if you could tell me a little bit more about, um, you know, how the brand pillars of your company really allow you to put um, sustainable practices in place. And the reason why I'm asking you this is because we get so many questions from our listeners all the time about greenwashing and how they can actually be sure that a company is quote unquote ethical and sustainable. So as we were doing some research on your on your brand, um, we we came across those brand pillars, and so I'm curious to know, like, you know, how much this influences uh, the way the company actually works. Um, that's a great question, and uh, I can assure you that um, these brand pillars are. Um, a component of our development, our marketing, um, how we view, how we want to show up as a business today and feel like they have been particularly grounding uh, over the past two years, especially. Uh, so with organically grown, that's our, that's our first pillar and, and goes all the way back to our founding and, and a commitment to organic fibers. Um, and we hold ourselves to the strictest standards around environmental and social responsibility as being part of uh, following those organic standards. Uh, then we move on to design with intent. Uh, each Kuyuchi product is planned with just a meticulous focus on the quality, uh, the comfort, that's really the feel of the product. And um, timeless design, wanting it to have a sense of place that lasts beyond this moment in time. Yes. Um, we're constantly focusing on um, what, what types of finishing agents do we need to use on our textiles. We're investing in plant-based softeners. Um, we are monitoring the types of dye stuffs that we use so that we focus on low impact dye stuffs, um, the wastewater recycling initiatives at some of our facilities are something that we want to continue to support because those mills have made an investment in changing how they operate that is going to retain the water that we have available to us. So that design with intent is both the product and the process. That's um, fascinating. And I know there's a few more. We'll, we'll do the next two in a second. Um, sure. But what, one thing that I think is so interesting about what you just said is the providing the catalyst for manufacturers to continue to operate from a sustainable point of view is so important because I feel like, I mean, unless you've been on the product uh, sourcing end of things, like most listeners probably haven't, it can be really difficult to not only imagine a product that's better for the world, but actually get it created by a factory that shares those values and 
oftentimes doing things the more eco-friendly way, whether it's, you know, reusing wastewater like Eileen just talked about or, you know, other materials, it can, you know, be more expensive sometimes or it can require, who knows, the upgrading of, of um, you know, equipment or changing um, the way staff does things. And so um, when a company comes forward and says, hey, this is how we'd really, we'd like for you to manufacture things and then you back it up by placing orders, maybe potentially helping with the equipment purchase like that's really important so um i wonder if you could tell us even a little bit more about like how that how that actually works are you going out and um finding factories that are already doing things like this or are you trying to almost like convert existing factories to to do more of this it's a little bit of both uh so you know working in sustainability and and i know most about it in textiles but i think it's true everywhere it's a continuum and so you have companies like Koyuchi that we're, we're further along. So we are asking a lot of questions of the vendors and manufacturers we work with, even manufacturers that we've worked with for 10 plus years, and they have put really great improvements in place, like the water recycling, um, have worked with us when we brought to them this plant-based softener and said, can you start using this on our product and worked on trials for us so that they could implement that into their textile processing? Uh, and then, you know, we'll come up with new questions for them about, um, you know, w- what are you, um, are you increasing the amount of uh, recycling that you're able to do with your water? Uh, a couple of years ago, we worked on an initiative to find out what did all of our vendors do with the waste from the cutting of the textiles? Mm. Um, and, you know, happy to discover that most of them had recycling options, that that waste, textile waste was going into a textile recycling stream as opposed to just filling up landfills. So it's a constant dialogue and you know it's it's a great mix of sometimes the vendors are coming to us with things that they have found um changes that they're making in their facilities and other times we're asking them to look at uh different opportunities that we've discovered that's fascinating and i i think it's so so interesting to think about how this really does affect the supply chain um because the supply chain is something that people say often and they don't really understand what it means. Um, and actually kind of goes into your next uh, brand principle, which is, you know, you're committed to people. So tell me a little bit about that. Like, how are you working with the human beings behind the product? The commitment to people came from our fair trade commitments. Koyuchi's been working with fair trade organic cotton for about 15 years uh, and then have partnered with Fairtrade USA, which has implemented a, a factory standard. And I believe that was in about 2014. And that's the origin of that standard uh, or that uh, brand pillar for Koyuchi. And then we have continued to extend that because we don't do what we do on our own. Um, We are fortunate to work with amazing factories that have um, generations of textile knowledge in in some instances. 
And we want to tap into that artistry and uh, expertise that exists in a sheeting mill in Portugal that has some of the highest end weaving and dyeing and finishing equipment. And that allows us to bring that to our customers and create this amazing product um, all the way to, in some instances, a hand weaver in India, where there's an artistry that we don't want to see disappear. Um, and then all of it, making sure that um, we're acknowledging that fair wages are important, that uh, there's a give back component to um, whether it's to the farm groups that we work with or um, within our, our community here in San Francisco. Um, so we're trying to extend what that commitment to people means uh, based on the part of the Cuyuchi community that we're interacting with. Yeah, I mean, I love that because to me, you know, again, people know about the term fair trade. They don't 100% know how it maps back. Um, and so, you know, I um, I know you have one more brand pillar that that discusses your your sort of local, um, you know, experience. You're, it says that you're inspired by the coast. Um, you are very, you know, founded in California and have a really a, a strong tie to your local, um, you know, your local environment. Um, I think before we get into that, or maybe maybe we'll end up, you know, covering that at the end. I kind of want to delve a little bit more into fair trade because I feel like your your company was also very early on in terms of influencing the way that that certification has grown and sort of pro- providing a um, I don't know a case study for them to, to to utilize. So tell me a little bit more about your involvement with fair trade. What maybe you can explain a little bit more about what fair. Tr- fair trade certified means to our community? Because I feel like that's a label that people are now trying to seek out, but maybe they're not 100% sure about what it, what it actually means. Absolutely. Um, fair trade is an important standard for Koyuchi and um, really, really pleased that we've been partners with fair trade for such a long time. Um, fair trade certified provides traceable and transparent supply chains. And they do that with the intent of providing sustainable livelihoods to the people that create our products or or any of the other fair trade certified products. Um, The essential uh, program is that uh, the initiatives implement income equality within the community. So when we commit to a fair trade, whether it's uh, the cotton that we're using or a finished product, um, a portion of what the consumer is paying for the product will go directly back to the workers that are growing or producing that product for Koyuchi. And that group within the organization, the factory or the farm, they are allowed to assemble and it is uh, their choice what those dollars get spent on to provide some sort of improvement within their community. And so it's very um, kind of worker driven that um, the funds go back to them and they decide the impact that they want those dollars to represent for their community. 
Yeah, it, it's wonderful. And I just being able to to tie things back to the community um, as we think about supply chains is so interesting. I wonder if you could maybe tell us even a little bit more about some of the other certifications that your brand follows and has. Um, one that I think for, for me, it seems to be a little bit newer, or at least new to me, is the, the Made Safe Seal. Can you tell us a little bit about what that one is? The Made Safe Seal confirms that a household product is free of any and all toxins of known or suspected harm to humans, animals, or ecosystems. Uh, so there's a lot of science behind that standard, and the certified products have been thoroughly examined, um, often leaning on other certifications. Um, so for us, it, it goes hand in hand with our GOTS certification as well. Um, but, you know, this sense that the products that we could be encountering uh, could have all sorts of different toxins, um, carcinogens, endocrine disruptors, heavy metals, flame retardants, um, harmful VOCs. Those are volatile organic compounds. Um, that's usually a scent that that is an indicator of a potential VOC. Um, all of those are things that we don't necessarily have uh, control over uh, the environment around us that's immediate in our home. And so the Made Safe certification was something that we wanted to adopt that went uh, that step further to address our consumers' environment where uh, the GOTS, the Global Organic Textile Standard, has a positive benefit for the consumer because the, no the inputs are known and known to be safe, um, but it also has this environmental and uh, protection of the worker for the environment that they're working in. And so Made Safe carries that all the way through to the consumer. That's fascinating. And honestly, um I think what's so what's so interesting to think about from a certification perspective is, you know, the way that each one of these can tackle different components of the finished product. Um, and actually, in our sort of in our show notes and the prep that we're doing for this uh, episode, we noticed you have got a GOTS standard, the Global Organic textile standard um, attached to your products, but you do not have, and I almost I'll feel like I say this wrong every time, Ocotex, Ecotex? How, how do you say that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think the uh, kind of American pronunciation is Ocotex, and okay. then sometimes in Europe you hear uh, Ecotex, Okay, um, okay. but it's, uh, it's the O-E-K-O. -O. <laughs> there we go. Well, thank you for, for helping me with that one. But that one is one that you you guys kind of noted in, in the show notes that you're frequently asked about like why you don't have that in addition to your your GOTS certification. So tell me a little bit about um about that. Like what tell me a little bit about that confusion and 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 let, let's talk about it a little bit. It's interesting. So uh, the global organic textile standard is specific to organic textiles. Uh, so much the same way that if you buy a organic loaf of bread, you're talking about organic ingredients and requirements that allow you to say that that product was produced organically. The global organic textile standard provides that for textiles. That has a monitoring of the inputs um, you know, the dye stuffs that we use, any of the finishing agents, 
everything has to be certified by GOTS as an input, along with the processing steps as well. Uh, and so Okatex, while it has some overlap in terms of they're monitoring the processing, they're monitoring the facility, um, they are an evaluation at the end of a, a processing cycle and that the product is deemed by their standard as safe. Um, it is not specific to any sort of sustainability standard or organic product. So we have viewed GOTS as the organic standard and aren't as positive around the benefits of Ogatex because it isn't necessarily tied to what we're invested in, which is organic, environmentally friendly, safe for the worker. Absolutely. I mean, so so that is really interesting. And I feel like there's so many certifications pe- that people are looking for or ones that are confusing people. And so you had some really interesting thoughts about, um, you know, about certifications in general. So so tell me a little bit more about that and, and maybe give us a few tips um, that you actually um, go through when you go out to shop for new things. Uh, yeah, yeah. Happy to do that. Um, so certifications are critically important because they're verification of what we say we do. So for Koyuchi, that's organic and it's health and safety of the people that are making our products. So we want the GOT certification um, because that helps us verify what's going on in our supply chain and as well as made safe around what is really in that product and confirming that it's safe for our customers. Um, so there isn't really a one size fits all. And I unfortunately, I think that does create some confusion for consumers because there's so many different labels that they would look for. Um, when looking specifically at uh, how consumers can support businesses that are committed to sustainability, um, those certifications are going to matter. Um, then it's understanding that if you're looking for organic textiles, you're going to want to look for GOTS. Um, we also support the gold standard because we do organic latex. Um, if you're going to purchase latex products, look for GOLs. Uh, and then, you know, other elements of what I would suggest that consumers are looking for, those shopping tips that, that I focus on, um, I do believe that the quality that you're purchasing has a much larger environmental impact uh, than kind of all of the, all the certifications added up. Um, because the longer that you own something, the, lo- the less we're consuming and the less we're kind of filling up the landfills. And so that's challenging because oftentimes, um, you know, the, the higher quality may come at a higher cost. Um, but by the same token, uh, it's really got one of the key elements of sustainability, which is managing our consumption. Um, and, you know, I would also say that, you know, we're, we're huge fans of organic and, and also natural fibers. Um, that allows us to make sure that 
you know, those microplastics that are showing up in the oceans that are coming out through the laundry. Um, we want to prevent that element of um, these kind of persistent uh, plastics that exist in our world. And, you know, one of the beauties of buying organic textiles is that uh, it, it can eventually be composted if you really had nothing else you could do with it. I'd, I'd argue that you could renew <laughs> and recycle first, um, yes. <laughs> but, but it is still, still a possibility. Um, and, you know, my other concern is certainly um, the greenwashing um, and what, what surfaces and textiles and, um, you know, kind of overstating some of the claims of different fibers and materials. Um, you know, bamboo is always one that comes to mind. Um, it's, it's rayon. Uh, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of text of, um, chemical processing that goes into converting that bamboo into a textile. And it's not really a natural fiber. It's not classified by, um, the, the, Federal Trade Commission as a as a fiber, um, the fiber is is rayon. So um, it's those are the things that that start to concern me because uh, I think there is an opportunity to share with the consumer how to bring the things that they love that will bring them comfort that will wear well year after year um, that timeless design that I mentioned before um, those are all the things that um, really allow us to kind of love the place that we live and um, how do we do that with as minimal harm as possible Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And bamboo is something that's particularly problematic. I feel like we, um, as a company at Brightly, like we do love a good soft um, bamboo related item, but we also recognize that, you know, oftentimes it's really not created it with, with the best of, in, well, it's maybe created with the best of intentions, but it's certainly not created with the best of um, supply, uh, supply chain or practices. There are a few companies out there that are innovating in the space like Attitude. I feel like they're, they're doing um, a good job trying to make that process less harmful, but I, I totally hear you on that. Um, speaking of waste, because you kind of ended with that, I'm also like obsessed with getting people to recycle things and like reuse them in ways around their home rather than just like chucking them into a donation bin and things like that. So we, we read that um, Koichi has a really interesting new circular initiative, which is really interesting to me. So what is, what is this, um, what is this new initiative? Uh, how are you closing the loop on textile waste? Uh, back in 2017, uh, Koyuchi kicked off our second home take back program. And uh, that's also now a second home renewed program. Uh, we are taking back um, any of our product that our consumers have purchased over the years. And uh, our first initiative is to renew that product. Um, basically, uh, you know, careful laundering and, and evaluation process to um, make sure that the product is still going to be serviceable for, for our customers. And um, then we're reselling that product on our renewed website. 
Uh, and, you know, part of the program on the take back side is an incentive for the customer that's um, been using that product for a few years. And we're giving them 15 percent off their next purchase in exchange for sending it back. Uh, and then in addition to uh, what we're doing once the product has been renewed, uh, we're looking at how do we then take the roughly 20% of product that is not able to be renewed, and how do we insert that into new Koyuchi product? And that's the close the loop component of what we're doing. So when we um, build up enough of that volume, and um, it does take a little time because you, you need to gather enough product that you can then recycle that. We combine it with um, organic cotton from our regular organic sources and uh, created our full circle blanket, which is um, using both organic fiber and the recycled content from our own product. And uh, it's it's definitely um, kind of a newer initiative for Koyuchi. We are looking to be able to do more of this type of development in the future because it really uh, connects the dots between how our product is being used and how we expect to make product in the future, um, kind of making the most out of the raw materials that we have in the world today. Absolutely. I actually feel like the circular economy, specifically as it relates to textiles, is so still so much in its infancy. Um, I think we as, as a society have gotten so used to the temporary throwaway fast fashion pieces that make up our lives. It's it's something that we haven't realized is a problem. But to those in the industry like yourself, um, we recognize that the the problem is here. It's been here for a really long time. And so there really is something that I'm, I'm excited to see more progress on in the future. And I guess to kind of close us out, um, you know, we we typically like to, you know, kind of end on some exciting, you know, thoughts around the future and the world. So what do you feel like the future of textile specifically looks like from your perspective? Yeah, um, I think that there's so much opportunity with the innovation that is possible in both, um, whether I look at it from the broader perspective of sustainable textiles or the investment that's going on in the agricultural practices that grow our cotton fiber, that provide us with um, our climate beneficial wool, um, really investing in the research that will um, help us to kind of build healthy soil and change the trajectory that we're on as a planet. Um, and you know, kind of going back to basics of what, what goes on on the land. And um, so, so not as, um, it, it's a different perspective on how to influence what happens in textiles, um, but feel like that's the area that gets me excited because if we can continue to invest in the agricultural side and then work with the mills that are tapping into how they can 
use different energy sources, um, focus on the water that they're using, um, change the types of chemistry that they're using. If it's more plant-based versus petroleum-based, those are pretty exciting changes in what is typically a very traditional industry. Um, You know, weaving equipment hasn't changed a lot. Um, The mechanics of how you make textiles doesn't change, but the inputs that we're able to use are just a huge opportunity for changing the systems for the better. And ultimately, those products have the ability to be better for the consumer as well. And when I say better, I'm talking about the performance of the fabrics, the longevity, the comfort, you know, all the things that we want out of our clothes and our home textiles. So, um, you know, I get pretty excited about um, what those possibilities look like and um, really excited to see that our efforts are also kind of making a difference as we recognize that um, other, you know, we can be a leader and um, things that we do, we get to see other companies start to do as well and need that kind of momentum and the collaboration within the industry. Absolutely. It, it's just, um, for me, it's, you know, just being able to think about the change you're able to affect both on a company level and then also from like an influence perspective and being able to set the tone for other people in the industry um, is just really exciting. And I think is something that, um, you know, I, I'm excited to see more of. So final question for you, Eileen, um, we asked the same question to all of our guests right before we sign off, but um, from your perspective, either as, you know, the CEO of this amazing company or as an individual or both, <laughs> What is exciting you the most about what you're witnessing with the ethical and sustainable lifestyle movement going on right now? Uh, You know, I think what I get most excited about is the adoption of secondhand from the consumer side and renew resale from the brand perspective. You know, when we launched our second home program, um, it was Patagonia and Eileen Fisher. Uh, they were the examples we looked to. And, you know, now it's almost every fashion brand. Um, you know, you've got Levi's to Lululemon and kind of everything in between. And that's having a huge impact. If I think about where Koyuchi was at when we started those initiatives and then recognizing what was possible in circularity, uh, I'm pretty optimistic that those brands are on their first step as well. And the consumer is interested in seeing that transition because it opens up a different way for them to shop, to express individuality. Um, so I, I see that as, as just one of the real positives that's happening right now that um, we can all be part of. Same here. I, I think it's just really, really exciting to see consumer sentiment, um, you know, coming around to the idea of doing things better. And we're really excited to see more companies like Kuyuchi just come up and and really change the world. So um, Eileen, I wanted to thank you so much for appearing on the podcast. Um, listeners will include links to, um, you know, check out all of Kuyuchi's products and, and to read more about how they do things in our show notes. Um, so yes, Eileen, thanks so much. 
Yeah, thank you. And thanks for putting together all these topics that really help us all look at the way that, that we're living and the opportunities there. joining us on another episode of Good Together. To get show notes and more, head to brightly.eco slash podcast. And as a special thank you to our listeners, use code GOODTOGETHER to get 10% off all products in Brightly's brand new shop full of planet positive swaps for your home. Finally, don't forget to join in on the conversation with us on social, where I know you can find us at brightly.eco. Don't forget, we're all on this journey together, so have fun putting the planet first and stay curious.